Okay, welcome Ross to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So episode number 13, um, I only started this on the 2nd of October or the 3rd of October, so it's surely grown um, pretty fast. Um, so for the audience, could you just briefly give yourself a wee introduction? Yes, of course I can. My name is Ross Patterson and I'm a T38. 100, 200 and 400 metre runner. So T38 means I've got a disability. So I've got hemiplegia, cerebral palsy down my right side. So um, I've got a weakness on my right side that I was, what I was born with. So um, yeah, I, I do everything from my left hand. All right, okay, good man. And uh, so how's your day been? Yeah, it's been good mate. Um, I was training this morning, so yeah, it was a wet one. So all it was right. all right. <laughs> And then I noticed um, from uh, online, I've done a wee bit of research on you, you're a big St Mirren fan. He's got the, the win yesterday, am I right in saying that? Yes, uh, I managed to watch it. Um, uh, well, was, get the highlights of it. Um, so, yeah, a, a big win for us. That's three in a row now. So, ah, good man. Who, who's your next match against, you know? Uh, Rangers. Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I do apologise, I'm a Rangers man. So, well, I think we'll, we'll go for a draw in that game, Ross. Uh, uh, three points, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's done. He's done the, the old term last season, was it? Yeah, I managed yeah. to be both. So, both, ah, well, repeat the feat, you know. No, oh, definitely, mate, definitely. Would be um, okay, so we're going to talk about your your sporting journey, your fitness journey, and um, yeah. so we're going to go back to where it all all began, um, back to school. So, what activities were you involved in there? Um, well, throughout school, um, I was really into football. Uh, all my friends were playing football at the time and I wanted to join a team. But because of my disability, it was quite hard for me to get into teams. Uh, it was quite competitive and stuff. Yeah. Um, so the hospital helped me for, uh, find a team. It was the West of Scotland physically disabled team. And I joined there when I was eight or nine and I absolutely loved it. Um, obviously, going to St Martin, I was a, I'm a season ticket holder. Yeah. Um, I loved Andy Dorman that was my favourite player at the time um, so I managed to play for um, Scotland through football it was through a cerebral palsy team but it was still Scotland so yeah. um, wow. I got I got my first cap for Scotland when I was 14 um, I got to fly out to uh, Ireland and play against it was a wee tournament uh, yeah. like, it was a under, four, under 15 tournament at the time so um, I was in with the big boys at that wow. time as well so it was unreal. Good experience. Um, playing in the football team, I and played with them throughout. Did you, Sorry. Did you manage to score in the tournament? Uh, no, no. I was a, I was a left mid. I was quite pacey up and down the wing. Ah, so right, okay. uh, assisting more than scoring. Uh, I never. I, I've, I've got nine caps for Scotland, and I never managed to score in Ireland. So. Ah, uh, you know what? You've got nine caps more than me, so that's all that matters. <laughs> We we got to we got to a semi final of the under nineteen World Cup and um, we got put out by Brazil in extra time. Wow! Um, so that was that was the biggest defeat. Uh, but it was horrible because we played them off the park until extra time. And they made we we made all our subs at the time and um, aye, they did okay. so. Aye, but no good experience at the time then. Aye. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Football, I loved it. Uh, I, I miss it sometimes, but obviously I'm not allowed to kick a ball anymore. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, aye, you'll get into trouble. <laughs> aye, pretty much. Aye. Um, so obviously you mentioned your disability. So was that your biggest challenge growing up? Yeah, so I was born like this with my cerebral palsy. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of uh, physiotherapy and lots of like balancing coordination stuff that I had to do. Um, I wore a glove and sleeve. To yeah. So uh, what a glove and sleeve was, it was to like kind of make sure that like my right arm was still there, like I knew it was there. Yeah, yeah. And I had to go like do all these things that I thought was just the normal at the time. Mom, Dad just worked really hard with me and just thought, no, I'm going to try and get the best out of his life. And I think sport at the time, um, Mom, Dad was the biggest influencers. Um, yeah. To be honest, yeah, skill never did anything for me. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask was, um, who who was a big inspiration for you growing up? So your your mum and dad. Yeah, I would say my mum and dad. Um, they pushed me towards, um, like being the best I could be, and like, like nothing was a limit. So, um, like, uh-huh. so football at the end of the day, like I just loved playing football. I would go out after school. I would do everything. Just practice my skills. Yeah. Um, just wanted to be like my classmates, to be honest, because uh-huh. I was jealous of them playing in the football team, and I never got that chance. Yeah, but 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 you got to play for Scotland. Not none of them probably never got to play for Scotland. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah. No, definitely. Um, so for yourself, Ross, what does fitness mean for you? It means everything to me. Yeah, it's my life now. Um, I'm fully dedicated to training. Um, I, I go through so much. Like obviously. It, it can be that, like, when you finish, I'm working full-time as well, so obviously sometimes after work you're like, oh, I can't bother going or this or that. But, like, when, once you're there, you you feel as if you put in the shift and you work really hard and it, you see the efforts that you go into, like, if you're training all the time, you come to racing. Um, like, it's just, it, like, the work and, like, the effort, the effort you put in as well, like, your coaches... Um, obviously I, I was putting a big smile on my and dad's face as well when yeah. I come away with a PB um, so um, and my friends have started doing fitness stuff as well like they've been joining in with me um, doing like core sessions and stuff like that so Fantastic. it's helping them along yeah so it's a social aspect as well for yourself definitely um, and then regards to obviously you mentioned your job and then a bit of training so what's your, your routine that you do just now your, your fitness routine? Um, so um, for my winter training on a Monday, it's most mostly um, like upper body stuff. So like, I'm doing squats um, and then a mixture of core stuff as well. Tuesday, mm-hmm. I'm on a track. Uh, so I'm like doing sprints and stuff. I'm mostly focusing on short sprints just now because I'm aiming for the Commonwealth Games next year. Right, okay. Yeah. So um, I'm mostly focusing on trying to build myself up and then Thursday's a mixture of upper body legs and core oh fantastic and then so if I was to talk about you know pre-covid compared to post-covid where would you say your fitness levels are in comparison um so I I would probably say during covid uh, it was hard because I was training my own but like I felt as if I was I was training every day. Uh, yeah, it was hard on on my own and stuff for that. And I was training on road. Obviously, the tracks were closed yeah. for the first part of it. Um, so I didn't have anyone to push me. I need someone to really be like 
on me like twenty four seven. Yeah. So I, I felt as if I was in good shape, and then I had one run in August, and uh, like I felt, I just felt we were being on a track again. Um, but after after COVID, yeah, like being back in my my training group, have having the boys and girls there, like to push each other, motivate yeah. each other, um, being in that race competitive mode again, like in the zone and up for it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I would say after COVID, it's been ten times better. No, like, good. Uh, the position I'm in just now is uh, I love it. No, fantastic. And then, so regards to your your mental health during uh, COVID, and then now, so obviously that you mentioned the tracks were closed during COVID, um, and yeah. obviously your tracks are reopened again. So would you say your mental health has definitely benefited from reopening, and you're seeing all your friends again, all your different coaches again? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, it was quite good over COVID because we had a, a WhatsApp group and we used to just like communicate and uh, all the time. Um, I'm part of the, I was part of the British Athletics uh, Future Academy as well, so we had um academy meetings on Zoom. Yeah. Um, we had different people. You had psychology. You had performance and lifestyle. Um, so I had uh, a couple of the girls would have one to one meetings about like how we're doing in general. How how's life during COVID and just like if you were ever feeling down or, or that, like you could go and speak to them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm quite a motiva- motivated person anyway, um, but obviously it's hard training on your own and like you go and speak to people about things if, if you really need, if you really needed it. So yeah. I felt as if I was in a good position. Mom and dad were always there and like I could always speak to them um, and just like they said, just focus on the, the aim goal because I didn't know I know. Sorry if I'm going off topic. No, no, it's yeah. all good. Um, so last year we didn't know. I was, I didn't know if I was going to uh, the Europeans. So for in Poland for athletics, because nothing was mentioned of it um, for the last two weeks. It was meant to be June we were going, and then the week before it got cancelled. But I was that's what I was working towards in uh, the European Championships. Mm. It happened this year, but uh, I just thought, right, if that's not happening, then I know what's going to happen next year potentially. So yeah. I'm going to keep working and working and working as if that goal is still there. I yeah. still need to achieve what I need to achieve. And um, like, because everyone everyone has their own like training regimes and stuff yeah. like that. And like, we'll take days off. But like, if I took a day off during COVID, I would just get really bored easily. And and, that, and I'm not saying I'm perfect or that, but like, I want to be the best that I could be. Yeah. Okay. So talking about that. Uh, about no being perfect. Um, so let's talk about uh, Rossi's bad habits. What, what's your bad habit? Um, it could be it could be from anything like um, are you not getting enough uh, sleep? Are you you know? Oh yeah, I was bad for that. I was but burning the, the candle at both ends. My dad used to say uh, it can't happen. Um, obviously, because I'm working. Um, 37 hours a week and yeah. then you're going to train after work and then I kind of want to play the PlayStation and then I'm still up to like half 11, 12 Aye. and then I'm up at 6 o'clock in the morning it's, <laughs> it's not healthy No, it is not, it is not so, more sleep required, Ross <laughs> Yeah, yes I, I've done that recently um, I've finished working and training and I'm just like a wee half an hour of like Netflix and then you go to yeah, bed that's you. Aye, good so if you can, try and get at least maybe six to eight hours um, sleep, and if you can, 
Um, it yeah. definitely help. Will help your training, definitely. Definitely, but sometimes I feel is see if you do a real hard session, and then you go home. I, I usually have my dinner after training because if you have it before, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, I'm not going into the details, but like so, yeah. you just got enough before it. Um, and then so, what's your best memory of your your fitness, your sporting journey so far? Uh, one one European medal, um, European silver medal at the. Uh, European Championships in my debut that is up there like with the best moment of my life just mum and dad being with me in Berlin um, like it was my, my GB debut as well and I got the vest on and walking out um, I got goosebumps on my shoulders my, yeah. my team up in the corner um, and then just winning that European silver medal I was it was overwhelming yeah. uh, and the, the messages afterwards just flooding in um, my friends my family Everyone just supported me. Uh, it just mm. meant much to me. Wow. And then what, what event was that, Ross? That was the 400 metres. 400 metres. And then how, how fast did you do that in? Uh, I don't know. It was a horrible time, to be fair. It was like 56.7 or something like that, I want to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a rubbish time, but it was... Okay. So, so you, you're saying that's a rubbish time. So what can you hit now? I can hit 54.77. Ah, good man, good man. And then, okay, so do you track your, your fitness goals? Uh, yeah, I've got, I've got an Apple Watch. Um, so I, I track how many steps I do and how many calories I burn at, at work. And then obviously when I come home from training, I know it's not accurate, but like uh, it's, it's there and it, it, gives me a, it gives me a wee buzz it after is, working hard. I think as well, Ross, I think it's good to look at stats. You know, it motivates people. Um, it yeah. certainly motivates me um, because, you know, if I've only had, say, 9,500 steps, you know, you want to do that 500 steps to get to the 10,000 mark. Oh, oh 100%. Um, so like, I work in a nursery, so I'm on my feet all day. Um, just so I'm, and I'm outside and I'm doing races with the children and I've shown them my races and um, like I'm just doing thousands of steps and but it's, it's good uh, like uh, it gives me some motivation as well and I, I've gave a couple of sessions to the girls in my work as well who've took that on uh, that role on of like uh, I want to get fit and stuff like that so yeah, they all just come for a session oh, and yeah before COVID, I used to take a Monday class for for the staff, and they would we would do it in a gym hall. No, oh, good. I think they hated me afterwards, but okay. <laughs> I think that sometimes when I take classes as well, but they all love love us really. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, what's the one thing you would like to, you know, achieve within your fitness journey in the next year? Obviously, you mentioned you're going to the Commonwealth Games. Hopefully, yeah. Um, selections at the end of the year, um, I believe, I think so. Um, so that, that would be a big step for me. But um, hopefully next year as well, you've got the Europeans again, potentially, yeah. I think, and the World Championships in Japan. Now, um, that would be amazing if I can make all three of them. I know it's quite hard. No, but it's a good target. Um, that's a very good it's good to, you know, push yourself and set the bar because if we, you know, if we say, oh, 
you know, maybe next year, you know, the year after, you know, but just push yourself. That's all I can say. Yeah, definitely. I've been in the talks with my coaches. My coaches are um, brilliant with me and um, we've all got the same goal. We've all got the same plan um, and they're working really hard with me um, to achieve this goal and I can't thank them enough for that. So, yeah. so, so tell me about your club. Um, but, but who do you train for? Uh, I train for Kabarkin and also Red Star in Glasgow, which is a disability club in, um, in Glasgow. Uh, Red Star is, and Kabarkin is in Paisley. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned your coaches. So who, who are they? How do they help you? So um, I've got John Kinder, who's been my longest coach um, since I've been 11 years old. Um, he, yeah. He's been with me most of the journey. Um, I've also got Alistair and I've got Ricky as well who are um, fairly new to like cerebral palsy um, athlete as well they've never had cerebral palsy athlete so um, they're, they're fairly new to this as well but they've been brilliant with me um, yeah. I can't they too they too are like really good because obviously they, they know my, my limits and they'll push me they will yeah. push me Oh, fantastic. And then, so far, um, what's been the best compliment you've ever received? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, uh, oh, well, actually, um, how I got my nickname, um, I was in a race in Coventry, um, and I was the only Scottish boy in the race, and okay. a commentator called me the Scottish Rocket. So I was... I was quite happy about that, and it kind of stuck. Right, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, so, like, it kind of stuck, and then, like, for the next competitions, like, my mom and dad would wear T-shirts saying the Scottish Rocket and stuff like that, <laughs> and my coach would have the Scottish Rocket, um, and, like, my auntie made, like, a wee badge, like, uh, Robbie's mum made a wee badge, yeah. uh, Scottish Rocket, so. Nah, good. And then, so what's three things that you can relate to your current training? Uh, so obviously, just, uh, just anything. I So obviously you mentioned you wanted to increase your speed. It could be yeah. anima, you know, power, strength. I, I would like to, like, obviously build up my right side as much as I could. Um, that's what we're working on as well. Um, I just Yeah, just build on speed and, like, trying to get so I've managed to get under 12 but it's like with the wind um, it's not been in my favour this year because racing in Scotland has not been fun Yeah. Uh, so I, I would really like to get under that 12 next year and then I would like to uh, get under the 54 if I really hit the 53s then um, that, that would be a, that would be massive for me yeah um, and then so you obviously spoke about you travelled about with your Running. Um, so, how how did how did you get involved with the club way back? It was through football, actually. Um, so, um, our football team got asked to join uh, a Red Star, uh, like a, it was Red Star Athletics Games, and I went with my football top on, my big football socks on, and the shorts, and I did a sixty meters. And and, and I want to activate your connection. Take a look at the help section on your Alexa app. Don't know what happened there. Alexa <laughs> wanted to play. <laughs> That's all right. 
<laughs> um, so I was doing a 16 metres and I absolutely loved it. It was a great day out. Um, managed to win a gold medal at it and um, I asked mum, can I join a running group as well as football? So I was doing football and athletics at this time. Yeah. Uh, um, I joined Cobarkin for a wee bit, but um, at that time, the group I was with like, were just interested in the social bit and I was just interested in getting the running done. Um, so I joined in Red Star at this, at this point and then um, I, I went to a competition in Grangemouth and a woman called Janice Eaglesham um, spotted me and asked me, uh, like recognised me from football as well and asked me if I wanted to join me. It was, it was with a guy called Gordon Robertson who's a Paralympian. Um, so he, he won a, a bronze medal in the Paralympics and I was quite inspired by that. So I joined his group for a while, but it wasn't for, a, it was a short period of time. Because then I moved up to John's group, um, which was the faster group. Yeah. And John was also from Paisley, so he kind of took me under his wing. And then from then on, he just trained me and trained me. Yeah. Um, and cool. then his group, his group kind of faded. And uh, like, um, I, needed, I needed people to run faster with it. And I'm not being big-headed. I just had, and I, I got told, um, if I want to progress, I would need to join an able-bodied group. Okay. And um, at first I was like, no, nah, no, nah, they'll be too fast and stuff like that. And I was quite competitive at the time, but I, I went with it because I thought it would be good for me just to push myself. And yeah. the group I'm with now, Scott, they're fantastic. They are yeah. brilliant. Fantastic. And then, so what sort of places have you competed in? What? Um, so I Competed in Spain, which was the CP World Games. Um, so this was the first time I flew out um, with a Scotland team. Yeah. Uh, um, I had to do a classification thing. So classification is like what category you'd be put into with a cerebral palsy. So um, I flew out. And so this was the day before my race. So you need to go through um, a full day of like doing your balance your coordination, like you're lying a table and like they hit your foot with a hammer and like take and they test your reflexes and stuff like that to yeah. see what category you'd be put in. So I was there from like 12 o'clock. I was right through to 7 p.m. Bearing in mind, I've got two 100s potentially as a heat in a final. Yeah, yeah. So the guy asked, so we got to the track and the, and the guy asked me to put his, like go and get a warm up and stuff and um, my coach John's like oh he's going to just get you to do like a 30 metres of that no the guy made me do four 100s <laughs> back to back as soon as I f- finished one I was to walk back up and go back down he wanted to see me run wow I was all night and then the next day um, I did my 100 teat and my 100 final and then the next day I had my 400 teat and my 200 heat <laughs> and then the four final and the 200 final the, fo- the following day Wow, so, so it was a, a, a busy couple of days. It was a busy couple of days. And um, for the 400 final, uh, I lost my, my vest that I race in, my Scotland vest. It wasn't sitting on my chair anymore. So I had a big panic. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that, this was just before my race. I was about to go in the call room. Yeah. And I was getting So I put my spikes and all that. And I always put my vest on last. Um, because obviously, like it was 40 degrees at the time, so I didn't want really to be all sweaty and that. So um, 
I went, my dad was like, all right, I'll get your vest, son, while you've been getting your spikes on. And obviously, I need to help tie my laces because my cerebral yeah. palsy. Um, and my vest wasn't there. Panic attack. Absolute panic attack. I was walking about going, that's me. I'm, I can't race. And um, this is the 400 final and stuff like this. And it was a medal potential. Yeah. Um, so obviously my head's all over the place and I'm going to try to calm me down and stuff like that. And then um, my dad took me aside and, and like, um, my, John's running around to see if he can try and find it somewhere else. And my dad took me aside and was like, don't worry, like, you've got this and like, keep the head, basically. You just told me yeah. to keep the head and, and like, panic and don't panic and stuff like that. And then luckily behind the desk was a Scottish guy. Um, so this next part, you might laugh. Um, I had to wear a girl's vest. Right, okay. But, yeah. I, got, um, I got a bronze medal, so... Ah, fantastic. It's quite, um, quite happy, but yeah. Um, so, did you find where your vest was after all? No, no. Ah. Um, I think the Spanish team took it, because they were dying up my back in the warm-up. Ah, but, right, okay. Uh, the Spanish always wanted to steal the Scottish ideas. <laughs> Uh, there was a there was a few things going on in that trip, um, but yeah, my spot, uh, my my vest wasn't there. Um, I I know what you mean. Like you know, you're you're set up. You're in your competition mode, and everything has to be in a set way. You know, and, yeah. And then you know, one wee thing throws you off guard. I, I totally get that. Definitely, it was the last race of the day as well. So it was like about four or five p.m. Um, it was the last race of the day. Yeah. Uh, so it was good having the whole Scotland team there to watch as well. Um, I've still got a deal somewhere, so. Um, oh, good. Um, uh, I brought this medal, um, so yeah. it's quite. So, so how many medals have you got, Ross? Uh, quite a few. <laughs> quite a few, right? Good man, good man. And then, so if I can say to you, where, where do you see Ross Patterson? within the sport in the next five years, where would you see yourself? I would love to go to the Paralympics in Paris 2024. Yeah. Um, that, that's my big my big aim. That's what, uh, after next year, um, that's what I'll be solely focusing on. Um, because I, um, British Athletics is, like, obviously we're in the future squad and they said this is where we want you to be. Um, like they said, you're you're the next, like we're the next generation of stars that could potentially go to Paris, and it was quite a motivational speech from um our head of um GB at the time. Um, obviously there was a few characters in the GB squad, um like big names, um that I, I grew up watching when I was younger and wanted to be like um Richard Whitehead. Yeah. Um, he's amazing uh, he made me feel welcome on my GB debut he stayed and watched my race when he had a race the next day and like uh, that's, that's really good in Berlin I never got back to the hotel about, until about 10pm 10, 10 and he stayed with me and he sat next to me on the bus and and like and now um, he follows me back on Instagram we talk all the time and uh, I, I thought he would have just forgot my name at the time yeah. like, that, must, that must be really inspirational for yourself Rosa. oh definitely just growing up watching him and um, I met him once at, um, at Red Star um, he was there for the Commonwealth Games in 2014 yeah uh, 
I got a, I showed him a picture of us when I was <laughs> in 2014. He was like, oh, look at us now. And I got a, an old selfie. We went to the BBC Sports Personality of the Year together as well. Ah, good. Um, so before we finish off, where, where can people find you online, Ross, if they wanted to contact you? Um, so I'm on all social media. Um, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, panda ross underscore nineteen ninety eight. You can get in touch with me on Instagram as well. It's panda ross one, and I'm on Facebook as well. Um, so uh, yeah. I'm on all media. Yeah, and and where does the name panda panda come in? To... <laughs> yeah. So um, in the uh, in primary school. Um, we all got a PlayStation 3 at the time. And I went to the Panda Centre when I was younger um, for my cerebral palsy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one fan, the, the Panda's the mascot. And I named my PlayStation name uh, Panda Ross. Ah, right, okay. And it's stuck. And, and all the boys call me Panda. So. Ah, right, okay. Okay. Um, so that's yeah. my nickname. Ah, right, okay. I always wondered that when I seen your name on Instagram, but now I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people ask me why. Why is it panda? And do you know what pandas are? Yeah, cool. uh, I love the pandas. So. They are cool. They are cool. Um, so, do you get any questions for myself, Ross? Um, yeah. Um, what what's the what's the hardest part for you? Like, see, when you say you're doing a an intense core session, like, how do you find that extra bit? To, like, see that grit and determination to go right. Uh, and to get you through it. Say you're doing a like a plank. Yeah. Like what, what gets you through? What so, gets you through? So the, the thing that gets me through is um is my music. So yeah. um my type of music I, I like um punk rock, um probably nineties, two thousands uh sort of music. Um yeah. that that's the sort of music that would get me through um a plank or a, a solid course session. Oh, brilliant. Uh, um, a plank's good, but at the same time, uh, like, it's, it's difficult. Uh, yes, yeah, right. So, if I was to say to you, Ross, um, your your favourite exercise, what would that be? I like sit-ups, actually. Oh. Like, do you like doing crunches left or crunches right or crunches? Yeah. Uh, I could do them. Uh, I love doing yeah. them. And then, obviously, you mentioned a plank. Would that be your worst type of exercise? No, no burpees. Burpees. <laughs> well, it's quite funny because I, I had uh, Lucy on earlier. I was speaking to her, and uh, she named that as her favourite exercise. So, oh. a bit controversial. I think she's the first person I've heard say burpees are a fun exercise. <laughs> Oh, it's when they start adding a burpee press up and, uh, right, and training that I don't like. So, yeah, <laughs> but if I was on Ricky and John, I'll listen to this. Don't you listen to this part? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, and then, see, see, obviously, you mentioned you do training, right? Do you, do you go to the gym yourself and um, out with your own training? Um, I used to, um, but. No, not now because uh, I use the indoor facilities. Right, okay. Uh, at um, on a Monday, Thursday, and a Sunday, and yeah. right, so, um, on a Tuesday. Um, just now, just during yeah. the winter. Yeah. Um, I, I like I used to do more like during COVID. I would do my own session on a 
a Wednesday and a Friday. Um, so, but because the sessions are so intense just now, you need that you need that break. But then, obviously, we're building it back up again. So, yeah, um, no, good. My, my Saturday is a day off to go and watch some mum. So, ah, good, good. Because I was going to ask you, um, what what's the what's the type of music that you would listen to when you if you go around yourself? Oh, I, I love anything. Um, usually, like, I'm. I'm quite weird with my music. Like, I feel like if you don't like it, then you don't like it, but you do. But I, I like listening to like, like, like Eminem stuff like that just to keep me going. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, also, I like Drake. Um, and then like, if, like nightclub tunes as well. Like yeah. oh, I'm a mixture. I'm a mixture around there, Ross. No, it's fantastic. Um, I want to say thanks again for giving up your, your time to come on and speak um, because it's it's really good and I wish you all the best. Um, so this will be available on YouTube, Spotify and SoundCloud um, end of December. Brilliant, mate. I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send that out as well if that's all right. I'll put that on my social media. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Um, thank yeah. you, Ross. Cheers. No. Cheers.